tracks are armed. The arms are tracked. Important things. Important things. Butterscotch shenanigans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 60 Whoa! of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast, Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I put code pieces onto the screen box. I'm Adam, and I put code pieces through tube tubes. I'm Sam, and I make put things to put on the code boxes. I'm Carol, <laughs> and I tell people about the code boxes. Yeah. So we're that was, we're that was thematically solid. <laughs> we're a big old code, code box company. We put we put pictures on screen. Code box them, studio. We make a wiggle round. Just a little code. And today is August. <laughs> What did August. Uh, before we get started, we have a warning. Anything could happen on this show. There will be profanity and lewdness. So if you're a chid, go away. Also, I may cough from time to time. Yeah, so if Just you are immunosuppressed, turn off your uh, device. You not, not, don't listen to the podcast because you'll catch Sam's cough through the through the, through the, through the, the internet. Um, we wrote a code box for that. Yeah. No, yeah. code tube. It's, it's, well, it's a virus. Yeah. 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 We wrote a virus and put <laughs> it into Sam. Uh, so we have, a, <laughs> we have a big news item this week, which is something that's going to happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the announcement of the announcement. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're here to announce that next week we're going to announce that sometime <laughs> next week there will be controller support Probably. available on Crashlands. Steam beta. Yay! <laughs> uh, so that what that will mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do a blog post, which will have some instructions on it and announcing it, um, as well as some instructions on how to get into that. We'll also put it up in the Crashlands subreddit and pretty much everywhere. Uh, and once controller support is is in there and, and going through some testing and stuff, we're also going to be putting a WASD movement into the game. At some point, for some reason, yeah, people. I guess that's a that's a way that people play games <laughs> is with uh, their hand. So yep. we're gonna do that, um, and then we also have been getting some requests for touch support for Microsoft Surface tablets. I also want to put in a request that I can play it only with my toes. Yeah, actually, you can already, you can already do that. We have toe support, but do uh, you have support for the toe power glove? No, but we do have multi toe. <laughs> Okay, so, good. Yeah, or at least halfway there. I is there a toe? Is that a thing? A toe power glue? It should be now, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know those. Uh, we'll launch it on the merch shop. It'll yeah. be exclusive for butterscotch. Games. But it just goes over one toe, so yeah. it's it's the it's toe not necessarily glove. a glove. It's more of a like a thimble, it's just one mm. one finger of a glove for one. What toe. is, is that like a finger sleeve? I guess. Yeah. What is yeah. a s- one singular? A finger, finger. condom. Well, I was going to say that, but avoiding it. Thanks. I know we were all thinking it, so I just had to put it up. (laughs) Okay, so that's uh, we'll have some more information on that next week. Next, it's going to be a blast. Yep, and I'm going to have a lot of bugs. Goofy blog post. Yes, that. Uh, We also got huge sacks (laughs) in the mail. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I mean, did all. All of us did, actually. Yeah, all yeah, of us. All got of us got huge sacks, huge sacks in the mail, in the mail. Um, and we're going to be delivering those sacks onto Santa our fans, like Santa. Just, yeah. just gonna, just gonna fly across the world. Should and we talk? People should we talk about what's in the sacks, or just? Well, the contents of the sacks are going to wind up wind up stuck to our fans. Yeah, yeah. 
but probably only on their chests. The ones who see us in person. <laughs> or on their backs. <laughs> Backpacks. So we got pins. Yeah. <laughs> pins and buttons. There. Right. Well, that's where people put buttons and pins, right? Yeah. Like you put it on your chest or put it on your backpack. That's true. Uh, yeah, we got, we got pins and buttons. Uh, there's two different kinds of buttons. There's a big BS one, which so is, I think is actually what I'm most excited to see people walking around with. Just because it's a BS. Yeah, because if you're not in the know, you can be like, the guy has BS on his BS shirt. BS on his shirt. <laughs> Where'd, you Where'd you get that BS pin? Over at the BS booth, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So. You know, we, we like to, our currency, our main form of currency is that sort of small chuckle. So I think we'll be generating a lot of those. It's spreading yeah, them the throughout little, the world. little sort of firm exhale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what, what keeps us alive. Of. Keeps yeah. us young. Yeah. So uh, we got that. And then we got a crash lens button, which is super cool looking, as well as these super fancy Hugo Duco pins. So how can people get these, Sam? I can't. Okay. You're not allowed I mean, to. You gotta see us you with your out. face eyes in person. And then you might be able to have one. Yeah. What about the back of one's head eyes? You can't see us that way. We can see you with the back <laughs> of your head eyes. But if you have the back of your head pointing at us, you won't see us. We're very sneaky. Stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be, where are we, where is the first location we're going to have these? The first opportunity to retrieve buttons or pins will be at PAX uh, West. PAX West, yeah. which is and in Seattle. The pins, the Hugo Duco pins are going to be in very limited supply. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're they, may only, yeah, they may only be seen at PAX West. Because yeah, we only made five. There yeah. were only five total, <laughs> and they're available. made of plutonium. There's only like 20 people yeah. at PAX, right? Yeah. It's not that big of a thing. I think it's so a really you get about 25 chance. Yeah. Yeah. it's a small conference. So, so. if you're going to be one of those two dozen folks at PAX, try to you know get to our booth early ish. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you come in the first few hours, probably you know you'll you'll be, be, you'll be one of the first you'll people at the, the conference. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then we also have uh, some. I want to talk about. I want to talk about no man's sky mm. well we talked about it last week yeah but we, we speculated week? about it last week because it, it came out the day after on pc yeah yeah it wasn't Has, technically out i think have any of you guys played it yet no no me neither <laughs> no. uh we've just been seeing all the all the rumblings and mumblings all over the internet so we probably don't want to talk about the content of the game we, i don't even, we yeah, cannot, I don't even care about talking about the game i think we're yeah, looking at the reaction to yeah. the game has been really that's that's what's been the most interesting, interesting yeah. about it um so so just as a summary for the listeners so we're, we're not gonna you know we're not gonna criticize anybody or anything like that we just want to kind of talk about this from sort of a, an interesting marketing perspective um so what's what's happened with this game is it was in development by uh, a smallish team of indie developers. I think there's like twelve of them. Mm-hmm. No, or something. It's only six. It was six against twelve. Now. Yeah, they've grown. grown. But it's Hello Games. Is the Hello Games. They made Joe Danger. Yep, they made Joe Danger, and then we were, they were like, "Let's just build a universe." Yeah. Um, so they made <laughs> it's <a> Casual Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> choice. So they made a, a like a two two point five D bicycling game or mm-hmm. something, or motorcycle game. Uh, and then they switched gears and decided to make this infinitely procedural world or universe that has 18 quintillion planets in it. And if as a player you wanted to visit all the planets, it would take you 584 billion years. So there's a lot of, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff in this game, um, in theory, 
and it's all procedural. It's all random. And of course, even the devs haven't seen almost any of it actually, uh, because there's just so much of it. And the premise of the game, as far as I understand, is you fly around in your spaceship trying to reach the center of the of the galaxy, uh, which is where some kind of end game content Situation thing happens, yeah. is. And uh, you have to upgrade your ship in order to travel longer distances and upgrade your suit by, you know, fighting animals and harvesting stuff um, out in the in the world. So the reaction to this game has been mixed. Yeah, thoroughly mixed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the prime complaint that has come is like so. I, I think there's people are are both giving this game props for its technical achievement because holy shit, uh, yeah, because like, you can everything in it is procedurally generated. Yeah, and you could well, the the biggest thing though is uh, we talked about this before with our first experience playing World of Warcraft, where when you walked from one territory that was like a mountainous green valley to a barren wasteland, that there was no loading screen between. There's no portal. There's and no... that, yeah, that lack of uh, essentially interference from a tech standpoint made it so that you were really immersed in the game. And I've heard tons of people just raving about just the, the act of flying from space and landing on a planet, landing on a planet smoothly mm-hmm. and then taking off and going back out. Uh, this is just one of the most sort of magical things that they've ever done. Although Kerbal Space Program also has that. It does. <laughs> but they only have... It doesn't uh, look like, as good. Yeah, perhaps seven or eight planets. visually impressive. Um, so, there, yeah, there's, there's tons of technical achievements. And uh, from, a, from just a raw design standpoint, it's, it is a good uh, survival crafting game, right? Because you run around, you break stuff, build stuff. It's the usual sort of uh, loop structure there. So I think the the thing I find very interesting about their general approach and where I think I mean I I wanted to address this mainly from from a position that people haven't really been hearing about which is I I'm I would like to talk about what the devs or what uh, what the devs might be experiencing right now and how general player reaction to this sort of thing uh tends to be done outside of that even the concept of the fact that this is like a a thing made by some people at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and what I mean by that is, so the, the hype train for this game is very long. Yeah. And I, my only criticism of hello games is just the fact that it was probably too vague, uh, mm-hmm. in a very real sense because people it allowed, it's like a comic book, right? People fill, fill the gaps with what they think is going to be happening. Um, which I think is frankly where most of the mixedness came in. Uh, it, it was, I, it either was the game people thought it was, or it was not depending on their, uh, and if it was not, then they were angry. Well, and it, it's yeah. it's difficult when you're and, and we found this when we were working on Crashlands, which you know, for all intents and purposes, is, is a way more limited game than No Man's Sky yeah. is in terms of just how much stuff there is in it. Um, but even with that, we we found that it was really difficult to talk about it because when you have that that many game systems going on and just that much stuff, and you try to make an open world thing, um, you don't want to sort of like box in your description of the game experience mm-hmm. when you're trying to convey what it is to people. And I, I think maybe the no man's sky devs, uh, sort of went really far down that. Path I could, of, I could see how they would. I mean, they built the like, universe. Yeah. People yeah. Are like, what are you so doing in this game? And they're like, what, what don't you do? I mean, <laughs> right? even, even as people who have played it, it's hard to, I mean, I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but seeing people try to describe their experiences, right. I have a hard time right. wrapping my mind around that. And that's, people who are tangibly working with this universe right. 
it's just how how can a developer try to actually put that into a box to explain to people? And then regardless, even if they explained it as best as they possibly could, there's going to be a huge portion of their player base who are going to still fill in their, their own gaps mm-hmm. and write their own story in their mind and have their own expectations. Right. Yeah, well, it's also important and fair to say that most players don't actually read what the developer says about the game. Correct. Right. That's so they're, they're just getting into it, it blind. And, either walking yeah. into it blind or they're getting it secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand. You yeah. know, they're, they're, it's a telephone game of people hearing. And for the most part, that's people hear about games from other people that they mm-hmm. know. And with something like No Man's Sky, which... I mean, everything you see and everything that we have seen and been shown for years has been this breathtaking, amazing scenery and stuff uh, with the sort of promise of infinite explorability. Then it lets your mind just run wild. Yeah. But it's yeah, but it's actually the case, too, that there I I will say that I understand the desire of Hello Games to sort of like sell the the diversity of like the creatures you see and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But even if you go to their Steam page, the gameplay trailer that they show is the uh, prefabricated demo from E3 two years ago. Is it really? And that's, that's mm-hmm. the trailer that pops up when you... So it's actually... Um, like, what you see in the trailer is not actually what is in the game in terms of, like, how... It's not algorithmically built? Or yeah. Is it hand-built? Or you just mean it doesn't really sort of follow the... It, does, it doesn't follow any of the like. normal game mechanics in yeah. terms of the way things look and, uh, like, the behaviors of the... Cre- so in the, in the video, the creatures are sort of, like having this herd behavior and they're really dense and there's like, we can look, look around and see 30 different kinds of creatures all around. But the, in the game, because of performance uh, limitations of, you know, the PlayStation, like you just can't have that many things going on. Well, it's and actually so, an, an interesting problem with cinematics because if you have like yeah. a blizzard cinematic, you know that that's not what the game is like right. because it's this beautiful, glorious thing that's different than the in-game yeah. content. But if you have a game where the graphics are so good that your cinematic should be made using the game engine and universe itself, then it conveys that this is what the gameplay yeah, is. Yeah, now like. all of a sudden it yeah. says some confusion. It's hard. It's I feel like problem. also frequently a lot of studios will say that something is in-game footage and then later right. people will compare that to the actual in-game yeah, footage. Yeah, all the time. It's like, no. Yeah, no, and it's, it's yeah, and it's it's hard because while they're developing it, it probably was in game footage right because they were developing it not on a ps4 necessarily but they were working on a really high-end pc and they could (laughs) render all kinds of stuff and then you know maybe a year later as they start to do the work of making sure like working out all the hardware kinks to get it onto its target platform uh they got to downscale all kinds of things you know or you know whatever so maybe at one point that's what it looked like but you know who knows? Not when the real world kicks in, I guess. Yeah, you know? but yeah, the, but the other thing is that all the so all the creatures in the game are, are procedurally generated. So there's no there's no like pre built uh, creatures, but it's almost kind of spore like, mm-hmm. where there's just kind of like a there's a huge library of of somewhat pre built creature components that then get sort of randomly conglomerated together to make these creatures. So there have been some hilarious. Uh, uh, you know, screenshots and videos people have taken of just these really bizarre things that they've seen. <laughs> like there was somebody who found a fish that was literally just a, like a gazelle. What? So they're, like, they're like, these fish are weird. And you can just see like these gazelle just like running around under, under the water <laughs> because it just randomly happened to pick like it, it chose fish as the category of animal. Right. And then it just randomly happened to pick all the parts of a gazelle, which, which may have been allowed <laughs> with very low probabilities, right? Right. Because but if you have 500 or yeah. 18 quintillion planets, right, you're going to have gazelle fish land. This is like <laughs> the monkeys at the typewriter typing up Shakespeare. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like, and what's, what's weird about this is think about this. There's, there's potentially a planet 
just randomly generated in this universe that's that's Earth. Yeah. Whoa. Right? Like that has I want to go to like there. that has all the animals Whoa. and plants I and everything. Well, they probably have what a Earth limit. is like. <laughs> yeah. What would that be like to be on Earth? Imagine. Whoa. I don't know. I I've been outside in a fact. Yeah. So I mean it's it's a it's a huge technical achievement and I think it's really mm-hmm. amazing. Um and I, I the way that I see it as far as sort of where people are are being you know, feisty about it toward the devs is what, so when we were working on Crashlands, we felt like we were really far along with it after I think it was about, you know, a year or so. Mm-hmm. And we had all of the algorithms in place to generate the world. And we had what we considered to be like a really cool and interesting, expansive uh, gameplay space. And when we started putting the game into people's hands to have them test it, um, there were just a lot of really unsatisfying aspects to playing the game. Mm-hmm. And we had to go through and rework basically every single one of the game's core systems to get everything to a point where, where it was good. And yeah. actually um, we had, uh, we had some friends play it and they went back to talk to Carol afterwards. This was before Carol was working <laughs> here, but, uh, and they just, was like, how's the game? And they were just, they just shook their head and they're just like, mm-mm. What <laughs> well, is kind of the funny thing too is if you look at what the game looked like, if you just saw like a YouTube video of the game at that time versus now, it looks about the same. It looks it looks same. about the same, yeah. but all of the but way it plays is completely different. Yeah, completely, yeah. yeah. and so it, it almost makes me feel like um, for Hello Games, they they put this huge emphasis on the, the world building, the technical side of things, and it's it's almost as if they just didn't get the opportunity to make that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, second pass on well, all they've been the under enormous systems. public pressure to yeah. launch the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, yeah, they've, they've pressure. had the people have been wanting them to launch it since they announced it yeah. two years ago, yep. you know, uh, cause that first, that first gameplay footage was so fucking good yeah. that they're like, still they using it to it. sell a game. And there's, there's people like that Reddit guy who are like, I know for a fact that it would only take one week to actually get multiplayer. This is a really interesting thing to talk about, though, because uh, the reality is uh, for anybody who consumes any particular piece of media, a song, a book, comic book, whatever, you have you have uh, w- what is essentially a, a very small interaction with that thing compared to the actual life of that particular product from it being dreamt up to it being created and then deployed and distributed. Um, and I mean, speaking for myself, for example, with regards to music, music to me has always struck me as uh, because you make three minute songs, right? You make a whole album of three minute songs, like 30 minutes of music. It seems weird to me that it takes artists a year or two to produce an entire album of 30 an songs. Hour of songs. Or an hour of songs. <laughs> right. Given how that, hard could it be? How hard could it be? Right. <laughs> it's hard. Turns out it's really fucking hard. Yeah. You know, the whole point is that the thing that you get on the at the end of the experience, at the very end point, and the same thing with Crashlands, is you you get delivered this this polished up uh, experience that essentially makes it. It's kind of like watching the Olympics, right? So if you if you watch Simone Biles or one of these like crazy gymnasts do. Uh, do like the uh, what is it? The beam. infinite flips. You mean yeah. do the biles? Do the biles? Is, yeah, which is her move. own signature move that nobody else can do. <laughs> if you watch them do the floor exercises, it looks so. First of all, it looks amazing, but it also looks weirdly easy. easy. Yeah, because yeah, it's flawless. Like, because it's, 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 it's she puts in no flawless. effort, and all of a sudden, 
It looks done. like she's putting in no effort. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. And that's the thing is that what you're actually seeing there is one decade of effort. Is yeah, it's actually a decade <laughs> of effort right. made visible. And I think yeah. that's that's the weird thing uh, with regards to video games in particular is that we have such a wide consumer base, especially with mobile now too, such a wide consumer base who gets these polished up experiences, you know, every week or or every couple of months, plays through them, enjoys them, uh, and then somehow by virtue of playing through them and enjoying them and comparing and contrasting different games has built an idea in their head of how it is that they're actually constructed, which is oftentimes completely wrong. Well, and always so, completely wrong. Yeah, it's usually completely wrong. And even, so, even with limited game development experience, yeah. a lot of times, yep. yeah. even hobbyist game developers have no concept of what it would take to take to create something that they've right. not worked yeah. on before. So an easy example is this actually controller support with Crashlands. Someone's like, I know for a fact, this is ages ago, that it would take you guys only like a day or two to put controller support. All you got to do is make the joystick, make the character move. And <laughs> that's how many, how many hours? Do I you, could do that in how many five hours. Minutes. Are you in about 95 hours? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It take, it's taken 95 hours so far and it's not done yet. So to like, be clear, it's not because Seth isn't as good as that rando. It's yeah. because that rando doesn't know anything about what is required to right. make that work. And there's been this complaint too about, about no man's sky. And this is something I wanted to address. Cause, um, there was apparently confusion about whether or not there was going to be multiplayer in the game. And some people bought it with the intention of being able to find their buddies, which to me is a, frankly a huge communication failure on the part of uh, either Sony or no, like Hello yeah, Games. Somebody, somebody missed something. Yeah. That should have been real <laughs> clear. Um, even so far as apparently the, their, their retail box just had a sticker covering up. It said on the retail box that there was some multiplayer oh, wow. and they covered, it, they covered it with a factory sticker. What? I didn't yeah. realize that. That's a bummer. Yes, there's well, a, that also there's that's, a that's a huge problem too, because that that implies then that there was going to be and exactly. they decided not to. At some so point, what Carol was referencing earlier is that someone point, someone sent out a a tweet that was yeah, look, make sure make sure I'm correct, but I'm pretty sure it was there. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. A, it must be true. Sent out a tweet that was essentially someone had been essentially saying, look, we know they have all the data about where you are on a planet, your X, Y, and Z position, what gun you have, what creatures around you. Uh, I know for a fact that. It would take one programmer one week to just get Maps, that hooked up tops, tops. to multiplayer. Maybe a few more weeks to like test or do whatever, add collisions. Add collisions so you so can like, interact with each so other. So it's like Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> and this is I yeah, mean, because it's like, super simple to just write up some code and then all of a sudden be able to handle five million players on the same yeah. server. That's well, no but, problem, then, but then right? but of course because it's the same thing with like controller support, right? It's like yeah, you could very easily make it so that now all of a sudden the the character can move around. Like that's trivially easy that thing happened basically that did take five minutes yeah but now think about in the case of no man's sky okay yeah you can make it so that now all of a sudden stuff is being sent to the server so that two players can know like the computers for those two players can know that those players are on the same planet and right next to each other but now all of a sudden those players are going to want to interact because that would be fucking weird if you can see them but then you just just that's it yeah or they're going to want to point to a creature and be like hey there's a creature over here right? right But that means that now they both have to see exactly the same. So now you have to add time. chat or some kind of. Now you have of to a, have chat. Yeah. Now you have to make it so that all the creatures are the same creatures, which means now we have to be sending data about where the creatures yep. are. And the creatures AI, yeah, all the creatures AI behaviors and animations will need to be, be synced conveyed, up to the server, right? yep. synced up to the server. And yeah. any actions taken upon the creatures need to be synced across. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the point is that at the end of the day, what what you get uh, for me personally is someone who consumes a lot of music. And then gets that little three minute slice at the end of the day. And it's like, this looks easy watching the gymnast <laughs> be a, getting that you know, 30 second thing, watching them do a running pass. Be like, I could probably do that. Um, 
then you would oh, do it. Shit, you would so die. Yeah, I you would die. die I would totally die. Sam was totally right. There was a there was a multiplayer sticker or multiplayer logo on the yeah. on the Sony box they that covered, they covered up, up with the sticker. sticker. Mm. Yeah, so there, there was a great. I'm, I'm saying like th- there, there was some, some. There was some reason for confusion. Yeah, to me, there, there have been yeah. some failures on the part of uh, managing expectations. Oh I think here, um, but what but, we wanted to get at was what it's like to be the devs. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I, that's what sort of what I'm leaning towards here is that it's really weird when the consumers of your media, and I think this is actually probably true of just of any anybody who produces uh, media or art of any form, is that the consumers of your media generally actually have no idea what it is required for that media to be produced and that's fine i'm not even like critiquing that particular fact it's just weird then that on occasion you you as the person who made it get blasted for things that are literally impossible for you to do like say adding multiplayer <laughs> or too hard or outside of your control or just unreasonable or just a terrible idea or a bad right? idea actually that's the main one right is yeah because just bad ideas. we get we get assaulted by uh game ideas all the time, or even changes to Crashlands in particular whenever we demo it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun going to PAX because uh, it's our first player facing convention. But um, you know, I, I guarantee we'll be you know some people will be like, oh, you should do, you should add multiplayer. Someone's gonna say oh, it. Yeah. Crashlands gonna, gonna happen. That's gonna happen. A bunch. Uh, or if this game had vehicles, it would be way more awesome. Um, to which it's very hard to respond because it's like yes. But also, have you considered <laughs> right. all of these the things, laundry list right? of associated problems? Yeah. Um, which you don't so, want to say like to somebody who's just like they're excited they're about the game. Yeah. They come up, and they're like, "Oh man, it'd be so cool about plays with my friends," and you'd be like, "No, here's all the reasons why." You <laughs> right. know? Uh, I mean, it, we you know we got to be you know polite about it, but at the same time, like we can't do it. Like, yeah. we're, but yeah. it's interesting because it puts it does put devs in that weird position, right? Yeah. Of, Where, of having to say no, but having to say no, but but. You want to make you want to let people be excited about stuff, uh, yeah. but also just being able to manage like managing that expectation of what it actually takes to make the thing you're making. Uh, it seems like it's kind of gotten out of our hands. And the weird thing for me is, No Man's Sky took visibly took three years from the time it was announced, right? And I think it was a year or two in at that point as well. Uh, when it got announced, um, so like it's it's been the case people have watched this thing go. Um, and watched it sort of watched it be developed and even even given that where they're like oh this is the product of at least four years of work right that the the speed with which an expectation is set about when certain work gets done or what scale of work can get done in a very short window of time um the fact that that's so far afield from the reality of the situation i think it's just it's very interesting and it puts it does put devs puts a lot of really weird pressure on developers How weird would it be to react to people who have all of these grandiose suggestions for games by saying, that's a really great idea. You should make games. (laughs) You should make your own games. Have you thought? Yeah, you got actually, you got full of good ideas. You should uh, start up your own studio. We actually have given that answer to a lot of people, which is usually we usually say something like we got plenty of our own game ideas, but, you know, there's nothing stopping you from making your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go try out Game Maker. And then they're like, (laughs) no. No. Yeah, no, like I don't it. want to. I just want to tell you to make stuff. I just wanted to I quickly wanted to drop this on you and then <laughs> they go. Away. Right. Well, but I think, I mean, if there's a way to communicate to people, like, you'll have even better game ideas that are actually usable if you start making <laughs> right. games and you right. understand how they actually get applied in the in the process. Well, I think most people just don't realize at all that, that ideas don't really have 
value actually they only have value once you have implemented them in some way and it's it's purely As, implementation. Well, once you've implemented them well and well yeah. in particular yeah because <laughs> a, a, a badly executed good idea is, is still bad it's basically you know but it, yeah, yeah. We, we get yeah. that comment really frequently too where somebody provides an idea and then if we and sometimes we do like it and sometimes we even implement it like mm-hmm. in some changes to crash lines and stuff and every once in a while you have somebody who will follow up that comment with uh, you know something along the lines of you can just have that for free or uh, or they'll provide a game idea and be like, you know, you can have this idea for, and you know, we'll just split the revenue or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And it's like, that's not how this works. Ideas are valueless. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Because there are infinite, they're, 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 they don't have a cost to generate. Right. You cannot copyright an and idea. You can't copyright an idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think, I but think just the uh, idea that that's a thing that you can just like own this idea and that that's sufficient, you know, like you can, you can have a cool idea now you're done. Now the work is done. You know, somebody now owes you something because you had a cool idea. Man, just just to give a, a nice sort like put the kind of kibosh on this idea of No Man's Sky having multiplayer. Um, if there are, say, like three million people playing this game, which I think is probably a pretty reasonable probably. assumption. You mean at any given moment or just who have it? Who have it? Um, maybe half a million people playing it and then, around launch and then time. 50 million pirates. Uh, yeah. So if you have if you had that many people uh, on the same in the same game universe, that would be the largest MMO server ever created by probably an order of magnitude. Yeah. A single, if it was on a single yeah. server, you mean? Yeah. So, so like uh, Eve Online, you know, boasts having the this like single universe that all players play in, um, and at their peak player times, they have about forty thousand concurrent players. And they have several rooms full of servers to manage this. Right. 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 So if you had, (laughs) if you had 10, had to handle 10 times that much data. And also Eve is only spaceships. There's 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 nothing nothing about the planet. Like there's nothing going on. There's no creatures on the ground. You know, there's none of that crap. And they go into time dilation when there are that many players. Yeah. So if if you slow down the entire game by an order of 10, if you get like 1000 players together, they slow time down. So the servers, the hundreds of servers they have can handle it. Imagine No Man's Sky like right. with a team of six or 12 people trying to coordinate. Like but, it's then, just, but then realize how pointless that would be. Yeah. Because you don't even see any of those players. Yeah, because know? there's 18 quintillion planets. Yeah. <laughs> it's irrelevant that you're all in yeah. the same universe. That's silly. I mean, even just thinking about the Pokemon Go server issues, mm-hmm. that was millions of players on a very, relatively speaking, especially to something like Eve or No Man's Sky, a very small gameplay experience. Yeah. Yep. Where oh, yeah. you're Basically, just it's like, where am in I? In a gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the heaviest multiplayer element of it is four or five people in a gym battling right. a Pokemon that exists yeah. within that gym. It's an AI. Boom, with, server crashes. Yeah, boom. <laughs> like you, can't, you can't even load the gym if there's too many people in the area around you. And it's like, right. that's maybe at most 100 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So probably not gonna happen, folks. No, no, <laughs> no man's sky high. is a single player game. It's fine. Uh, it's, yeah, but I think I, I with, just uh, okay. But, <laughs> but with all that stuff, I think the the one thing that they actually did truly mess up was their Steam launch. Yeah, what happened? Well, so apparently, so why I think there's two things. Again, it's managing expectations. Yeah. So one's that they said they delayed the Steam launch so that I believe at least this is again what I what I read on the internet. The launch on on Steam was delayed by two days from the PlayStation one, yeah, so that they could optimize it better for PC, so it could be bug free at launch. Yeah, so that was that was what was broadcast, and then the game comes out and it's just like 
broken as fuck. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, didn't, it didn't like, work so for broken. anybody. If you tell me that like a graphics driver sort of issue. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Two two days of bug fixing for a yeah right. an infinite game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So wasn't enough. <laughs> so again, it's one of those things where it's a they had a launch a date. Expectation they problem. stuck to it. Yeah. And, I mean. Yeah. And then. Because they had two thousand, they had two thousand negative reviews right at launch. Yeah, that sucks. Ow. And they were in the mostly negative category, which is a pretty rare category to yeah. be in. And it was every single review was crashes on startup, crashes on startup. Were Frame they rate so low? I can't play it. Were they, they like, those hostage reviews though, where it's like I'll flip my thumb around once? No, it wasn't uh, even once this gets fixed. No, they're message <laughs> bug reports. Yeah, it was just it. It I was mean, just basically people, people being angry that doesn't work. The only good review, which is really horrible, that I saw was. The refund button works great, and it was a thumbs up. For, <laughs> do you think that part of the of that surge was the was related to the price tag of the game? Like in the sense that if if you're paying that the sixty dollars is the highest price that you could pay for a, a video game. Well, basically. people were comparing it to the Arkham Asylum launch, yeah, because that also was a disaster. Yeah, um, and and if you're if you're charging the price for a game that a three or 400 person dev team charges for a game uh, where those teams tend to have entire QA divisions who just, you know, test the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. Then the kind of, isn't the expectation sort of, cause like you said, people don't read stuff. Uh, like when, if people see the game, they see a gameplay trailer or whatever, they hear about it from a friend. They don't know that it was made by a tiny team. Like they don't know anything about it. And if it looks great and if it's huge and if it has a triple a price tag on it, right. people are going to kind of assume yeah. that it's a, faceless corporate. Well, I think it's funny though, because even, it. even that assumption, given the two references, which is Batman Arkham Asylum. And then was it Assassin's Creed three? One of the Assassin's Creeds where people's like the polygons on people's faces. When you talk to them would invert. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And their eyes like, would just be floating. Yeah. In space. So they're, <laughs> I would pay $60 for that. Even though you have AAA studios in that case who have the resources necessary to do all sorts of QA. And it's still hard. It's still hard to do yeah. all the bug fixing. So, um, I mean, the best you can hope for at launch, the best we always aim for is basically having it so that the game runs well enough for most the vast people. majority like nine of out of 10 people. Yeah. yeah. That's about <laughs> as best as you can do. Um, Cause there's always going to be somebody with 32 monitors and 16, uh, video cards bridged <laughs> yeah. together, Playing, trying to play using the one game, mouse with both hands, using one mouse <laughs> and a joystick and then having a foot pedal racing controller. Yeah. <laughs> I admire them for having the, the guts though, to actually charge what they felt that it was worth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really great yeah. thing. Cause I mean, as an indie, if you devote five years of your life to something that is actually a technology, technological feat, yeah. then I think that's worth saying, hey, look, we think this is worth as much as these other games mm-hmm. yeah. as well. But at the same time, also imagine if they would have had to postpone the launch further because of bug fixing. They were probably working their asses off oh, trying to oh, get yeah. those bugs taken care of. And they'd already dealt with death threats. They'd already yeah. dealt with horrible, well, that's the horrible, crazy thing. So, obscene harassment. Yeah, I get back, back to the idea of like the devs are people. Yeah. And they're just trying to make a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. For someone's response to be like, oh man, but this game's delayed by a month. I'm going to murder. I everyone. need to murder these people. I'm going to tell them. Yeah, I'm going to tell were, them I'm going to murder them. Yeah, I'm going to tell them. It was easy to find people saying that they deserved to die for postponing course, the game launch. We got, for having we, a someone wished impact. cancer on me. I think when we made Tal Fight free, which I was, believe it was AIDS. AIDS. They wished yeah. On you. Which was after I had gotten cancer. So I was like, you know, the, which is that was a dollar. That was a dollar. We took a one dollar game and made it free. I guess if you multiply it by sixty, they should outright ask you to be dead. I guess is that what happens. There's <laughs> yeah. the range. 
They it, kill you instantly. slowly otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> right? people, just, people just lose their concept of reality and their concept of humanity when it comes to what they feel they deserve. But uh, yeah, I think, I think this comes back to the point of the earlier discussion, which is that these experiences that you get uh, in media now are actually usually so polished when you get them. And the, the iceberg of work that goes into them is so obscured even though we have all the social media and everyone's like, look at look at our studio working on stuff. They're still showing you polished stuff. Yeah. You know, it's polished stuff. You always. Yeah. And nobody wants to see the shit under the water. Although you know? our flop rocket math monster animation <laughs> tweet did pretty but, well. Yeah. But People look how polished it. that was. It still looks that good. Was, yeah, that was, that was, that was intentionally pretty awesome. Goofy. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean, then there's the intentionally goofy stuff all over. There's that mm-hmm. Twitter account, Punches Bears, yeah. that yeah. he's working on this amazing bear game and posting all kinds of these weird gifts of mm-hmm. bears doing strange things and weird mm-hmm. collisions. And, like, people love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> my point there is, like, you only get the tip of this iceberg, the very, very tip of it, as the consumer. And and then the the weird amount of assumptions that goes into what what goes, what created that as well as the separation of the creation of that from the creator of it where people could freely throw death threats around for a dollar apparently um that sort of thing is just it's a, it's such a weird place i feel like we've landed in <laughs> as where that's a culturally acceptable thing to do or that there's even groups of people who are like did you get the death threat in yesterday if you didn't i'm gonna piggyback on that today also, so I'll find his family. Make sure, send yeah, it to make sure his kids you feel school. real shitty about this thing you're trying yeah, to do. It's, it's so weird because it's like you're you you get to have the little wonderful bit of the top of the iceberg that someone worked on a bunch. And to try to create to, joy in your life, yeah, and the, the response is to, to try to destroy it. But so, if you don't deliver that joy fast enough and smoothly, enough, or exactly the way that I want not. to experience yeah. joy, I don't know. It's just it's I, so and I don't know if there's any way to, to fix that. It's, that's part of the reason why it's honestly part of the reason why we do the podcast, why we try to be visible. It's as also human why we beings. put our faces on our splash screen. And actually, yeah. we, the faces want you not to be mean to us. Yeah, the faces on the splash <laughs> screen has nothing to do with us trying to be like. Look at us. We are so amazing. We put our faces right on the front of the game. Uh, it was actually in response to when we launched Quadrupus Rampage. We had a couple million free to play, you know, freemium players um, who uh, had a lot to say to us about us being, you know, a greedy mega corporation trying to steal. <laughs> Literally, we were accused of of soulless parasites who live off of stealing children's lunch money. Oh yeah. That was a free because we had an in-app purchase in the game. Uh, By the way, that game's monetization was so terrible for us, for us because you didn't have to buy anything. Yeah. (laughs) Comparatively. Um, But yeah, so, so we, we realized that by putting out polished products like that, that people perceived as being like a, you know, high value commercial item. um, If people would just automatically assume that this is made not by people, but by some business, some faceless entity. business yeah. that has no feelings and, you know, doesn't care about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would get those those comments. Mm-hmm. The and, same thing yeah. happened to my friend George. I did voice work for three of George Lippert's games. He's mm-hmm. George Zilla. And he is one guy. He did all of the art and all of the programming yeah. and all of the story, everything himself. And because it was these beautiful, gorgeous, unreal games, people assumed he was some big, Hmm. huge industry, like corporate entity. 
and they would just rip him to shreds and yeah. be like, don't you have the time to fix this one fucking bug that I can't deal with? <laughs> right. no. It's like he had, to, he had to take the exact same approach of saying these were made by one person. You need to understand that. Like in right. his game descriptions, he had hmm. to move toward yep. including that because otherwise people will just assume you're evil. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yep. Yeah. Why? Or that, or that, it's not even that. It's they, they assume that if you, if the one bug that bothers them the most isn't being fixed, mm-hmm. it's because you, you don't care them. about them or, or whatever. <laughs> you're de- you're deliberately just, that, just not working on it just to spite them. Right. Yeah. Instead of there being a laundry list of things you're trying to do and there's only one, one of you. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird plight of being a small yeah. team making, yeah, making There's dance. some very strange stresses that come with this particular job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do we want to hit uh, questions or do we want to talk about... I need to talk about a moment I had. All right. Sam had a moment <laughs> that we really just need to get out there. I had a moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the universe. Sitting on a picnic bench in a leaf hopper, which if you guys don't know what a leaf hopper is, think about like a grasshopper. Of course I know what a leaf hopper is. I mean, you know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. So a leaf hopper is, it's sort of in the family of the grasshoppers and caged kids and that's sort of thing. they got really skinny legs. You refer to their, their, their whole family is actually just referred to colloquially as leaf hoppers. Um, but they so come they're, in, their mom, their dad. Yeah. Their brothers. They come sisters, in sizes yeah. big and small and all sorts of weird variations therein. But this little tiny, tiny green guy, like the, the size of a, yeah, kind of like that. It was a different one. It was a different one than that one. But, um, <laughs> oh my God, they're cute. They're very cute. Well, uh, they don't bite or anything, you know. They're just bugs. Was this the one with the weird face? Yeah. Because you should post that shit. So what happened <laughs> was this, this little tiny leafhopper leapt onto the picnic table um, and then leapt onto my fiance's arm. And for some reason, I decided I need to take a picture of it because it was being very docile. I don't know if leafhoppers normally are. <laughs> it was not being an aggressive, angry, drunken leafhopper. Well, hopper. so until, so I took out my, my camera, and uh, first of all, the camera on this new Galaxy S7, holy shit. So we're not sponsored by them. We're not sponsored by them, but they should. But uh, yeah, I zoom in on this thing and take a picture of it. It looks like the most upset Pokemon I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. It has a frown, like like just... Baked onto its face, and it's so upset about landing on a human. It's just incredible. Fuck you, buddy. I'm a leaf hopper. <laughs> this isn't a, is a leaf. And you he's looking, just, looking right at the camera with his weird, creepy eyes, um, just posing. And I thought it was one of the funniest. I pulled the shot back, and then I zoomed in on it because you have to zoom in a bit because the thing's so small. Saw this face and just like burst out laughing. Showed Diana, she was laughing. Sent it to the family, sent it to my dad's, uh, and there were everyone was just cracking up. Soon we'll send it to everybody in the world. Well, now soon we will. Does the leaf hopper have a name? I, the leaf hopper has no name. I have no idea what the leaf hopper Jim, yeah. I don't know what that particular species is because it was was but maybe it was a Jim Jane that could also be any event. The hyphenated leaf hopper Jorm, the level of frowning on this bug is incredible. So, I'm gonna we'll put this up in the the tweets Mm -hmm. during the week. You guys can check it out. Well, I'll see hysterical. if we can do our best leaf hopper face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, with that, let's get to some questions. player questions. Where are these questions? Uh, where are these, where are these coming from? These come from podcast.bscotch.net. So you can go there, ask a question, get it answered, maybe, and then maybe get an avatar unlocked in your little bscotch ID. Yeah. List. It's a sweet little, it's a little cup of coffee. Cup, cup of, 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 of butterscotch yeah. going in there. Little butterscotch button. 
Yeah. All right. So this first question comes from Darth Binary. This will this will require that you guys dig into your memory banks considerably. I don't have those. So yeah, what, this is going to be rough. What was your first impression of video games when you had just played an hour or two of your first one? Ugh. Uh, so just think back, maybe not been... that specifically, but just initial impressions of video games, if you can recall. I probably would have played the Atari, like the old Atari. Mm-hmm. My dad had one. What game did you play? We played Asteroids. He actually built his own Asteroids controller so that we could cheat at it. Badass. Uh, (laughs) He was an engineer. Uh, And we played a lot of the, there was like a skydiver parachuting game. And I just remember being like, this is so fucking hard. (laughs) I'm four years old and I don't understand it. (laughs) Spitting on myself. I'm so pissed off about video games. Kale's got a lot of resentment toward (laughs) Atari skydiving game. I loved the shit out of those games. It was very hard. It was so tough. Those classic games, I feel like are always more difficult. Oh yeah. The con- well, style. the controllers, the inputs were slow. And there's no the, feedback. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no juice because yeah. they didn't have the RAM for it. Is it the, is the so parachute precise. game what you're talking about where you drop your guy and try to land on a There's a, a platform pad. that just yeah, moves. Yeah, it moves back and yeah. forth. Yeah, that. And then sometimes there's multiple platforms and you can play multiplayer and you both have to land and you're like, ha <laughs> <laughs> It's actually probably because you just couldn't put much game in those things because yeah. of hardware limitations. So you just had to make it really hard so that you had to, re- it was basically everything had to be a roguelike. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To maximize And you also content. couldn't save progress yeah. for yeah. that same reason, right? Yeah. So yeah. you had yeah. to, yeah, the game was basically like, do a really simple thing, the end. Yeah. Try to do it better <laughs> next time or <laughs> the same. Because at a certain point, like with the parachuting game, it was literally the whole game was just like you'd boot it up and you're all you're in the game. Yeah. There's an airplane that goes across the top. You drop it. Drop your guy. You hit a button to, yeah, to, to fall. Release. You hit the button. Yeah. One, to, button. one button. To fall from the, the airplane. And then you are just falling. And then you, you hit up on the joystick to deploy your parachute mm-hmm. and then left and right on the joystick to try to like, to try to sort of steer, sort of steer. <laughs> and if you forget to deploy your parachute, you go, you go, <laughs> and just, just like a little triangly pile on the ground. Pile of body. Uh, so horrible. Yeah. And so, and I so like, like, I like it. <laughs> when you land on the pad, nothing happens. Like you just, you're just kind of standing on it and you're like, I landed. Sometimes and then, if it's moving, you move with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you did it. And then you hit the button and then and you just do it again. Yep. You just keep yeah. skydiving <laughs> until you <laughs> die. Yeah. Do you remember any of your earliest gaming experience? Uh, I think one of my earliest ones that I can remember was going to a friend's house um, who had a, a Game Boy, like an original Game Boy. And he had um, Link's Awakening on oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just Best. this this was the 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 giant gray Game Boy. Yeah, that's like a it's it's literally brick. a brick. Like yeah. it's yeah, if it's you were to big. just take a normal clay brick, it's about the size of an original Game Boy. <laughs> um, and this this guy had he had all of the fixins for his Game Boy. He had the the giant apparatus that you could attach to it that had a magnifying glass that flipped over. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and then like the folding speakers. Yeah. Flip out. Oh yeah, Game and Boy then, camera. Uh, oh, this was before that, yeah. that even. Um, and it also he also had like this clip that you could put on there that would overlay a joystick on top of the D pad, oh. so you could have a joystick. <laughs> so he he had just the whole the whole works. And uh, I I kind of felt bad, but I kind of didn't because I went to this kid's house to play with him, but I ended up just playing his Game Boy 
the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just fascinated by it because you know we didn't we didn't right. do a lot of video games. So yeah, yeah do you was, remember anything? I no, I have no recollection of what that would have been. I have I have a few very vague vague video game memories. One of them was playing Battletoads and Star Fox oh, at yeah. our cousin's house. Wow. These are all we're just, of course playing games at other people's houses. Uh, but we did, we would go to our grandparents and at that, with that particular family, family dynamic, it was like, we were kids. So just like, go away. Right. So there are a lot of people in this family. There are a lot of people in this family. And uh, (laughs) And shut up, go, go so we would all, all, you know, scurry under the furniture, uh, and then just just play games or whatever. So I remember we played a lot of that. And then otherwise it's all like these games that I'm pretty sure I was probably Castlevania, yeah, I think, was there. Star Fox. Yeah. Yep. And otherwise, it was basically Pathways into Darkness mm. that we would play jock jams, play the, the music jock jams while playing the game Pathways into Darkness. Uh, and that weird jock game, jams. and we had a bunch of educational games, but one of them was this one where you, you're climbing a mountain and you have to answer math questions. Treasure Mountain. We talked about that is last Is that what week. that one is? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, that one. Treasure Mountain was so good. Yeah. Math Blaster. Math Blaster was, was awesome. Math that was my shit. Nothing impacted me so much that I have a memory of like the first few hours of, mm. of a gameplay experience. I remember playing Barney Carnage, which I think was the first Barney shooter I got to play. I, played, I might have played some Pathway to Darkness, but I think I was too scared to play that one. Very Barney much. Carnage was like a, it was like a, it was like a dark net game. It was not yeah. available, and you could only get it by knowing somebody who had a copy what? of it on a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> In keyboarding was it class. Shareware? No, I think, I think I it was know. just some rando made a game where sprites of Barney, the purple dinosaur, oh my God. just fly across the screen. And you just murder shoot him. I've never even heard them. of this. Yeah. yeah. Which as, a, as like a That's 12 year old or 13 year old, we're like, I'm going to shoot Barney because yeah, I'm not we, a kid anymore. And I'm, we hated Barney adults. for some reason. Yeah. 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 Got to rebel against all things childlike. <laughs> our next question comes from Dumbrowski who asks, what are your worst pet peeves? He personally hates hearing people chewing. It's just too moist. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a problem. What about dry chewing, like a, like a chip? I don't mind chewing. I think lip smacking just drives me insane. And the problem <laughs> is, and I found this out a couple of years ago, is that in Chinese culture, because my fiance is Chinese, you smack your lips when you're eating to basically show that the food is delicious. Yeah, there's so, a cultural sort of clash. There. Yeah, so Diana will frequently just start eating something that she just made or that I made. And just you're like, just, I'm, I'm, oh I'm, my I'm, god! It's like, what are you doing? It's, oh god. God. it's like they smack turned it, into frisbee it. plates, and she's clapping them together. I'm like, what? How are you even making that noise? A while ago, we were having a, an Shocking. office meeting, and Sam was eating some some chips like device, very crunchy. But he was had his head against the wall <laughs> while he was doing it. And somehow the, the crunch with vibration <laughs> with his head on the wall made it so the whole wall acted like a speaker. <laughs> and it was just crunch. The whole room is just furniture yeah. shaking. I mean, Dubrowski would have freaked out. I, well, I was just you. so amazed, though, at like the physical the acoustics. thing that was happening <laughs> that I just let it go and didn't even say anything. The chewing acoustics in this room are phenomenal. The chew sticks. Yeah. yeah I feel like I have chew sticks. Chew sticks. Mm, also known as beef mm. jerky. I feel like I do have a lot of uh, pet peeves. They mainly involve noise noises, though. Yeah. Most like very loud, sudden noises just fill me with rage. <laughs> I, I try, yeah, I try to, I try to reel my peeves in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't react. You gotta to stay as peeveless as possible. Well, yeah, because, because what you have to, what you have to realize is a, a pet peeve is basically you just for some reason, like you, you hone in on a specific thing that a person is doing that other than the peeve, 
does not affect you at all, right? <laughs> right. right? And you just pick that thing, and you're just like, I'm... Fuck I'm, that as thing. As long as that thing is happening, that. I'm bad. My, my, my day is worse. Yeah. My pet peeves are usually related to how people treat me, so it's not that. Yeah, that one's fair. No, so yeah, that's... Much. Well, I wouldn't consider that a pet peeve. I would consider that, like, being mad at people being dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a different thing. <laughs> I think, I think a pet peeve is where... Yeah, you it's lose like, control of your emotions over something petty. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly right. That isn't actually even directed at you or about you. I think it carries oh, makes a petty oh definition. Go, petty peeve. I've been peeved because of this petty thing. <laughs> I'm so peeved. <laughs> that sounds like Invader Zim. <laughs> I am peeved. I, I think I also, when someone gets in my way, if I'm like trying to go somewhere, if I'm just, especially if I'm just walking, not if I'm driving, but if I'm walking and then someone intercepts me, even if they're being very helpful or trying to just ask a question or something, but I'm trying to get to something that's right beyond them. Then I have a moment of being enraged as well. Don't oh, waste yeah. my time. Yeah, don't that's, waste my time. Don't waste my time. Yeah, that's that's a thing for me. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd consider it a pet peeve, but it's just a. I I have kind of like a like a bulldozer mentality where mm-hmm. as soon as I am decided I'm going to go to a place or do a thing or or whatever, yeah, if something gets in the way of that, or specifically a person gets in the way of that, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's not good. Tell me about it. No, it's, we don't. It's. <laughs> We don't, we don't need to go into it. <laughs> it's bad. I will we just say, I have city face. So whenever I'm walking the streets of some city, like if I'm in San oh, Francisco yeah. or New York. You gotta York, look tough. I got like pipe face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pipe Straight face up pipe face. <laughs> and so I your mouth just, gets like, super long. Shoulders <laughs> <your> back, eyes. <laughs> eyes like straight ahead. Like yeah. you talk to me, you die. Like I will, I will not acknowledge your presence. Don't try to compliment my shoes. I will punch you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are awesome, but don't even don't talk even. about it. I know they're awesome. You don't have to tell me. I have great taste. <laughs> now fuck off. <laughs> Does anybody else have, have a good to do pit that. In a lot of cases, you have to do that. Anyway. Uh, I actually... I've been working on reeling in my pet peeves. I used to be peeved by all kinds of things. Yeah. And now for the most part, it's just, it's just whatever. People. It's just people being Life's people. too short to get your peeves all peeved. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone's, everyone's doing their best, you know? And then other people are assholes. Are you saying you've in it? You've oh, shit, I was just going to say it. <laughs> before, before the podcast, I was like, let's, Adam, let's <laughs> not, let's, let's not call anybody an asshole this week. We made it. Although to be fair, you actually, I'm pretty sure you called somebody assholes earlier. Did you? You did. Cause it was, <laughs> it was peeves. And then you're like, that's just being an asshole. So no, no. I didn't lose no, this no. one. I, uh, <laughs> I threw the dick out there. Oh shit. It was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rein in your dick. Too. Yeah. It was a, it was next week. I'll work on, assholes. I'll work on that one. We're trying to be more positive as, as humans. Humans. <laughs> yeah. We are humans. Uh, it was a strong. We are positive. So the world's the world's a dangerous place. Not filled with dicks or assholes, though. Nope. <laughs> just just good people. Just great. Just great Thinking people. About that scene in Team America. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the whole movie? The whole movie. The whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you haven't yeah. heard that speech from Team America, Google Team America dicks assholes. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah, that, you probably won't get into any trouble. Do not do this Google search. <laughs> Maybe you just YouTube search. Just that. You don't don't go to general Google for that one. Don't take our advice ever. In fact, keep your safe search on. Yeah, we probably need to actually append a disclaimer to this podcast now. We, Why we is that? Said. Just people not taking our advice on stuff. Oh yeah, legal protection. Le- yeah. yeah, it seems obvious. I get peeved when people <laughs> when people take your advice. Yeah, yeah. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Peeves me up. Yeah. Peace me, peace me out. 
What's the verb? Get your, get your peeves all in a rile. Peeves gets, yeah, rouse my peeves. It piles up your piles up your peeve. My pack. peeves get rustled. Peeve pot. My peeves get peeve pod. <laughs> Anyways, right, one last. Uh, Alan MB asks Pax West. That's, That's medical doctor. Pax West. Yeah, he's a medical doctor. Doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. I might not be able to make all the days. Is there any one day you recommend people to come visit and mm-hmm. see you guys? Ooh, I'm gonna get to meet Alan. All the, the days. Doctor. So yeah, we'll be there all the days. We yeah, uh, we're gonna be there Friday through Monday. We are gonna be on a panel. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday Saturday, night. Saturday, Saturday night. Are we? Oh, we, we sure? are. They moved it. Who is? You Somebody. Too? No. Uh, well, what's the panel? It says, it says the makers of Crashlands, okay. along with all, a couple also, of the other Pax Ten folks. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, it's probably one of us. Yeah, it's one of you two. Sam and Seth. <laughs> so, the official okay. makers of Crashlands. Uh, but that's someday. We are also hoping... Wait, someday or Sunday? It, I believe it's on Saturday. Is it M as in Mancy or, or Nancy? Mancy. M as in Mancy. We'll have to confirm one way or the other because we're, we have conflicting information. I assume Sam is right, so I'm assuming it's Saturday. But Poor Sunday. not know. take it. Not a um, fair assumption. However, <laughs> the day that you come visit us, probably actually, honestly, Friday would be the emptiest and the easiest yeah. time for us to chat with you the first days it's still it's like during a normal work day isn't it yeah From it's Friday. it's yeah. all day friday through monday monday is a holiday so most people will be off so i think the, the busiest days are going to be saturday yeah. sunday monday um and we are hoping to put together a casual fan meetup on thursday night because we're getting in on thursday afternoon and we're going to set up but we shouldn't take too long to set up and yeah. then we want to meet people and say hi yeah so we're gonna so pile we- into a starbucks or something yeah. Order some venti lattes. And if you're, and like and. we discussed earlier, you know, if you are a fan of Crashlands and you want to come chat with us, uh, just bring all your game ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, just bring a big we list. Listen to all of them. Yeah. We'll implement every single one. Yeah. There's actually one, one more question for. that I think we should answer just to finish, to round off the podcast yeah. nicely. Round it. This one comes from Alan Falcon, who asks, if you could take a daily pill to increase one stat significantly, which stat would you increase? I feel like that was a good sort of final mm, stat. Point. Stat. Stamina. That's a good yeah. one. I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's a good choice. There is a daily pill for that. <laughs> it's called exercise. It's called <laughs> myth. Oh. I thought it was called myth. Trying to. What human stats are available? Probably any stat. Did you say like intelligence? Yeah. So wait, intelligence, dexterity. This is so. Is this like every day you take the pill, it goes up and it stacks day by day? Or is this Probably, like, yeah. My guess off? is it's just kind of a slow, a slow buff. You know, slowly builds as okay. long as you keep on taking this pill. And if you oh, stop no. taking it, it'll. It's like a flowers for Algernon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I would not put intelligence in that category. No. Becoming more dumb would be the worst thing. Yeah, be really upsetting. Well, then don't get old. Yeah, well, that happens really slowly, though. Yeah. So it's so freaky. It's, it's yeah. so freaky watching my grandma not remember conversations from the day before. Oh, yeah. my God. Now we just got really dark. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's walk this back. Where's the, <laughs> take where's back, the memory take back. I'm, I'm sad now. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm just, uh, I mean, actually, that, that being the case, I think having a, having a memory boost would be handy, that given that great. I don't remember. Yeah. We just had Although, this conversation last night. Yeah. So yesterday <laughs> we did. Okay, so when <laughs> when Carol left yesterday, uh, she and I were chatting on the staircase briefly. Okay. Fast forward a few hours, I go to this voice lesson, and I also chat briefly with uh, Fat Bard's uh, wife Susan, who gives me the voice lesson. One of Fat Bard's wife. 
Right. What, There's you two mean, people in Fat Five. <laughs> Patrick she's Swiggum. not One right. of <laughs> Fat Five. He doesn't have wives. He doesn't have multiple wives. <laughs> multiple people so, in Fat Five. Okay, whatever. Anyways. So fat Bard I chat, is two people. I chat with Susan on the stairs then, and uh, during that chat, mentioned a song that I thought she would probably like. So I go home, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh, I should send that to Carol. Because in my brain, I had I mashed the All two women on stairs are same. <laughs> I, I talked to a woman together. on stairs. <laughs> so yeah, I think I would take like, a, a, good song. like a memory clarity pill every I day. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty content with not really remembering things. Because That's just because you don't even know. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's it's ignorance an ignorance is, is bliss ignorance situation. Is bliss. You know? I had a friend reach out yesterday and was like, do you remember that conversation we had last year? Like, last year? What? You're not a genie? <laughs> You're just a person. Okay, I tell you what pill I would take. What I would I would elevate my stat for biceps. No, I that's that's easy. <laughs> that one's already elevated. You just go grab a heavy that. thing and wiggle your arms around. Uh, <laughs> also known as lifting. Uh, the stat that I would probably want to escalate is the stat for uh, experiencing wonder about oh. things. Hmm. Because I feel oh. like the, the older I get, the more I see things, and I'm like, meh, I've probably seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> maybe you just need to, maybe what you really need to just to forget more things. Yeah. Yeah. The uh-huh. opposite of the memory pill. The yeah. forgetfulness pill. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it can be like sort of a portrait of Dorian Gray thing where <laughs> Sam takes the memory, you lose uh, the memory, and you're both happy. Does that mean that Sam has not- Seth's memories, though? <laughs> yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nothing special. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I think I would go with stamina. Then I could just like walk upstairs and be like, well, that was fine. <laughs> I could feel awake all day. <laughs> I can know? walk upstairs, just some stairs. Yeah, any you stairs guys, I want. I can walk up all the stairs. Definitely <laughs> both try regular exercise. You'd be yeah. amazed how many it's, stairs uh, I was going to say, I would love to get home and not want to go straight to bed. Yeah. That sounds great. It would be nice. But exercise is for the birds and the guys with muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the birds and the guys with muscles. That old, that old saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Nice. Good. That was good. Sweet. All right. Well, we thanks a bunch for listening this week, and make sure to tell all your friends and your enemies and frenemies, people who cross that line. But don't tell your grandma because we just had a real dark grandma moment, and we gotta. We know, don't want yeah, to protect. Tell your grandma next week, though, for yeah. next week's episode, and yeah. just be like, don't, "Episode sixty didn't happen. Wait till sixty-one. Yeah. They skipped it." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, find us on Twitter, be Scotch Shenanny, Instagram, Butterscotch Dutch Shenanigans, Facebook, Butterscotch Shenanigans, do all those things. Just search for Butterscotch Shenanigans. Listen to the things we say. Mm-hmm. Love us. Love give us your us. give us your validation. Yeah. <laughs> Send us your notifications. Be nice. Be good. Be good. Be good humans. Be and then we'll see you next good. week. Okay, so goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.